Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 9. Turn the lights down a little bit up here. Isaiah chapter 9. It's good to have Hayden back here with us from college. Um, he's back from Brevard. How many of you have ever never been to Brevard, North Carolina? Raise your hand. It's a beautiful area, beautiful area. He's probably used to it. He doesn't understand it. How many of you have ever seen a white squirrel in Brevard? They have white squirrels there, known for that. Um, how many of you have people either traveling to you or you're traveling to them? Would you raise your hand, all right? You pray for us. We have our daughters both coming in, and we're having the hoodlum come in too, so we're pray praying for our granddaughter as she comes. And our daughter from, from the, that country, she's a foreign missionary over in California, and um, you make sure you pray for her. I'll tell you what, when you read what California is doing, it is just amazing. I'm thankful for the state of Tennessee. Love the orange, all right? I, 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 I just love being here, and it's just a beautiful area. I can't imagine us going the same direction as California is. And we need to make sure we pray for our country this week as we go through Christmas. But we're going to look, and we're going to look at some verses in here in Isaiah chapter 9. And go to Isaiah chapter 9, and they'll be up on the screen in just a second. But it says, in verse number 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be, called, shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So let's look at this really quick up here, and, and then we'll have a word of prayer. Let's go ahead and pray right now. Lord, I thank you so much for all the things that you've done. Lord, just be with us as we study your word that we'll get something from it. Lord, I thank you for the time we celebrate your birth on this earth. May we realize what Christmas is all about. It's not about us, it's about you. May we understand what Christmas truly is. It's about this baby that was born in a manger, put in a stable. May we be the person that we need to be. Thank you for everything you're about to do in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I do want to mention somebody else here. I'm not going to embarrass him, but real quick. Will is over here sitting with the tailors. Would you raise your hand just real quick? How many, we prayed for Will. He's the young man that had surgery. And we're so thankful that he's here, praise the Lord. Doing well, all right? And the, and the tailors are taking good care of him, all right? And so you keep him in your prayers. I know that he would appreciate that. It says up here, it says, For unto, unto us a child is born. As we look at the manger scene up here, we understand that he was born in a stable. It says, A, a, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called. Now this is talking about Jesus' names. Look at these next lists right here. The first one is what? Wonderful. We'll talk about what that means in just a second. We've already went over Counselor. The Mighty God. Don't ever underestimate the child in the manger. He was a God. He was the God. There's a trinity, of, of course, we know. the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He was the Mighty God. This is what they called, this is what Isaiah said 700 years before he was born. And then it goes on this, it says, the everlasting father. Well, why would they say Jesus was an everlasting father when he was the son? He is our father. We'll look at some scriptures that prove that. And then the prince of peace is tonight. We're going to look at the prince of peace. Don't you love to have peace in your life? Anybody have any problems? Or is it just me? Okay? You have any problems? But you can I... It, 
through every problem, you can have peace. If you got the, if you got the Savior. And so here, it breaks it down onto all these. And as we break this down, the next verse, it says this. It says, and don't underestimate this verse. Because tonight we're going to really study this verse. It says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David. I like that. Upon the throne of David. He is, Ill, he is telling 700 years in advance where this child was going to come from. This is a prophetic aspect of, of what this is. And it says, upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I want you to look at this verse tonight because before we get back tonight, I want you to look at this verse because I'm going to point out to you in this verse, he reiterates all the five words, all the five names of Jesus. And you'll see it in this verse if you just study it. I'm going to look at that tonight. So let's get at this really quick. The wonderful counselor, mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. We found out what wonderful meant. It's not what we use wonderful for. If I have a, when I think of Thanksgiving, we have a wonderful meal. You ever been there? At least one person does, praise God, all right. How many of you like your Thanksgiving meal? It was wonderful, right? But that's not what wonderful means. Again, the English language is different than the, than the Hebrew and Greek. In the Hebrew word, it means miracle. Not only was it a miracle, he's a miracle worker. Then we have counselor. What does the word counselor mean? Sometimes we think of like a high school counselor, and they're trying to guide you along the way. How would you like to be a high school counselor? Wow. Been there and done that. You don't want to do it. Because, you know, normally you'll give them counsel, and what do they do? They go exactly opposite of what you say. Because they look at you as their parents. You know what the counselor means on this? A consultant with a plan and purpose for your life. That's who Jesus is. And that's what the, what the Hebrew word means. The mighty God, we looked at this. He's the champion in chief and he's the mightiest and the strongest. You say, why is that so important that he's strong? Because he holds the world with his own power. You better be thankful for that. He does so many different things. Can you imagine if he just took away one thing? Let's just, I'm going to throw one word out. If he took it away, and, you, and God controls this, let's just say he took the word gravity out. We had no gravity. Wouldn't it be a wonderful place? People today now are spending thousands of dollars to go up high enough where they lose gravity. No, I like gravity. The only gravity I don't like is when I step on my scales and it tells me how much gravity pull I'm having. That's not a good time to laugh, okay? <laughs> January's coming and I've got a resolution, and I'll tell you what that is later, okay? But we've got these things and we've got all these aspects of it. He's the champion, the chief, the mightiest, and the strongest. And as we continue to look at these words, here's the Hebrew words for it. Pele means what? Wonderful. We looked at that word. Here's the word. Yaatz means what? Counselor. This next one, I love this word. Gabor means mighty. Now we have this one. Now the next one is really hard to pronounce. So I'm going to ask someone to pronounce this because it's a very hard word. Here it is. Ad. Just two letters. Ad. And this comes up with what? Everlasting. Ad is found 49 times in the Bible. Here's the definition of what it says. 
in the Hebrew language. Perpetuity, forever, continuing future. Ancient of past times. Forever of future times, and I like the last one. Continuous existence, forever, of God's existence. Isn't it amazing that Isaiah was saying that he's the everlasting Father? Well, I was thinking about these two words as we, as we were looking at them. There's two questions I have for you. Why is everlasting so important? The answer is very easy if you're a Christian. And why Father? Why is it the Father? Well, let's look at the first one real quick. And why everlasting? As you look at the word everlasting, I want you to, if you, if you need to, you can turn to it. It's found in Romans chapter 6, 23. Watch this. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. It's eternal life. Through who? Jesus Christ, the same one that says the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. See, we get everlasting life because he's an everlasting father. He gives that gift. And how many of you have gifts around your tree? Every year we say we're not going to get very many. And then, then all of a sudden you start putting them around your tree and think, oh my word. And then we advertise to the neighbors. We stick the tree right by the, by the, by the window, put our gifts around it. I need to just put a neon sign and say, come on in, get your gifts. You ever been there? Well, we're not going to get any. We all love gifts. Don't we? Do you love gifts? Or is it just me? I was asking, I was asking these two young boys here who's going to get the most gifts. There we go. He had an answer for me. I said, why are you going to get more gifts? He said, because three days ago is my birthday, and I'm going to get birthdays and Christmas together, amen. <laughs> my mother's birthday would have been tomorrow. I look back, and I think how sometimes we really didn't think that through. We'd buy her the same amount of gifts, and we'd say, happy birthday, uh, happy birthday, and Merry Christmas. It's one of the regrets I have with her. Can't ever get her another gift. But I can live a life that will be an, an honor for her. And we've got to get and understand this, that Jesus gives us this gift. But the only way you can get this eternal life from an everlasting Father is by accepting it. Now the problem we have with everlasting is this. We understand everlasting to the future, don't we? Do you have more of a problem with everlasting in the past? I do. But God said He was and He was. And so He was always there. We've got to look at it that way and understand that He's an everlasting Father for the future and He's an everlasting Father for the past. And that's an amazing statement. Look at this next verse. It says this, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now, I love that verse because it says the word know. It didn't say you might know it. When I, when I, when I leave this body, I'm going to spend eternity of one, two places. One of them is death being apart from God. One of them is eternal life being with God. And I'm so thankful that I have that gift. And I'm so thankful that I can know it. And it also tells you not any... It, how many times have you ever heard someone say, you've got to accept Jesus in your heart, correct? You ever heard that? But on this verse it says you've got to know it. You can also know it in your head. You can know it in your head and in your heart. 
See, everybody knows who Jesus is. I mean, I could talk to an atheist and they'll tell me who Jesus is. It's a historical fact that he was on this earth. Well, they'll say, well, he died, he died, and never rose again. There was over 500 people that saw him after he passed away. And he rose again from the grave. He gave us eternal life. Even death could not stop him. So when it says everlasting Father, it means something. Let's look at these verses in context. Ephesians, uh, 1 John 5, 11 says this, And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. The next verse says in verse number 12, it says, he that hath the Son of Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of, Son of God hath not life. It's saying you're either saved or you're unsaved. Jesus came on this earth for a purpose. We were born for a purpose. I was looking at, at a, a, a man. I went, I went to Hamrick's. Have you ever been to Hamrick's? I love watching the older men that go to Hamrick's. I sat down with them yesterday and just kind of talked with them. They said, who are you waiting on? I said, no one. I just want to talk with you. This man sat down, and, and you could tell he had lived a rough life. And I thought, man, he, he is old. Started talking with him. Then, he, then I saw his whole hat. And his hat said, the, you know those hats that have the year built in? And I realized that I was older than him. And I thought, man, I am getting old. But you know, as I look at this, if I have God, I have life. And we might as well be happy. Oh, bless God, I'm a Christian, I'm not going to smile. Who told you that? I can't imagine living a life where you don't have any joy. God gives us joy. We were over at somebody's house last night, and we were playing a game. Ray was there, and the guys were winning so much that the girls had to cheat to try to win. Amen? I'm not going to say it was Lindsay's fault, but there was somebody's fault in this whole thing. And we had a good old time. Well, you know what? We laughed. Of course, we ate, but we laughed. There's nothing wrong with having happiness in your life and joy in your life. We need to understand that God has that for us. He gives us life. Enjoy it. The next verse, it says, and this is the verse we looked at to begin with, it says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. That's why everlasting is so important. He gives us the gift that he, get, that he had. And he lets us use it as the gift that He gives to us. So we have, what is everlasting so important? What about this one? Why Father? Why do you use the word Father? Well, let's look at some verses in the Bible. Philippians 2, verse, verses 5 and 6 says this, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in, in, in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That's why he used the word Father. The Father and the Son are one and the same. Jesus is God. The Heavenly Father is God. And he says, listen, he says, they're equal with God. Now look at the next verse. Okay, well maybe we don't believe the first verse. Look at the next verse. I and my Father are one. That's why He's your everlasting Father. He's our God. He's our everlasting Father. And then there's these verses. And I love these verses. If you ever memorize anything in your Bible, these are verses to memorize. How many of you have memorized these verses before? Watch when, watch when they come up. You'll see it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. 
And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. That means everything that we have was from him. You say, well, that's my truck. No, it's God's truck. He made it. That's my house. No, it's God's house. That's my clothes. No, it's God's clothes. <laughs> he made them all. Try something without God. You can't do it. The next one says, in him was life. This is everlasting life. And the life was the light of men. He passed it on to us. There's the gift. And then verse 5, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Can I tell you this? We've got to be a light in this world. It's very simple to understand that God is our everlasting. He is eternal, both in the future and in the past. And when you look at this baby, we see him being born. And by the way, if you're visiting with us, he was probably not born in December. Probably more in the summer months. Because that's when they did the taxes. You say, well, that just throws everything away. No, it doesn't. We just celebrate his birth. We have someone in here that has two birthdays. We learned that last week. Brother Heron has two birthdays. Did you have both? Did you have two birthday parties? You've got to work on that, ma'am. Have two birthday parties for him, okay? They don't know when he was born, what time he was born. We had, a, we had a friend that was in, in Statesville, North Carolina, that he was born in Romania. And we, could, we asked him, I said, when is your birthday? He said his mom, that his mom thought he was going to pass away, so they named him after his dead brother. He said he's not going to survive. It was in wartime. And in fact, he was born in a basement, and the neighbor had to come across the street to help the mother with the birth. I asked him what his birthday was. He had two birthdays. And they weren't even beside each other. They were three or four days apart. Then to make matters worse, I said, well, what country were you born in? He goes, I don't know. I said, what do you mean? He said, it depends on what day I was born and what hour I was born because at that point, Hungary and Romania were fighting with each other and this was a part of the land that they were taking and taking back and taking and taking back and taking. He didn't even know what country he was born in. So when we, start, we, we look at his birthday, we've got to realize that, hey, he was not born December 25th, but we honor him through this birth. He was the life, and the light was the light of men. It says, and the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. So when you look at the baby Jesus this year, don't look at him as an infant. Look at him what Isaiah called him. He called him wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father prince of peace because my savior is not just a baby he's much more than that to me prophet Isaiah comes alive and he and he says all these things so Christmas list for for 2019 I was thinking of these things I'm in my life I, he is a miracle and he's a miracle worker. And he still does miracles. How many of you believe in miracles? It's a Baptist church. You can still raise your hand, okay? Some people think that's oh, Pentecostal if you raise your hand. It, 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 no. And I'm telling you right now, there's miracles that happen every day. There's been times when I know I should have driven someplace and I was delayed. And then when I get there by the shoop, there's a wreck where I was going to be. I've seen that happen numerous times. And Cecil, you would understand this. I drive kind of aggressive. And so I'm thankful that God pulls me back and says, listen, don't go. There's miracles every day. What about this one? 
He's a consultant with purpose and a plan for our life, for your life, for my life. I'm thankful for that. It's not just happenstance. Josh, I think about you doing your studies. You think, what in the world am I going to do? He's studying to be a lawyer. Ooh, a lawyer. But you know what? God has a plan for him. And all those studying and hours, are you putting very many hours in? A lot. He has a purpose and a plan for his life, just like he does for you. What about this? He's the champion and chief that is the mightiest and the strongest. So when I have a burden or I have a need that I have to give to him, he can help me through it. He should be my first person I talk to. Should be my first person. He's my consultant. He's my champion. And last but, not, last but not least, it says, He's our eternal God that gives us the power of eternal life. You know, when I think about my Christmas list for 2009, is he a miracle worker? Absolutely he is. In my life he is. How about you? How many of you would say he's a miracle worker? He's done miracles in your life. How about this? Do you feel like he helps you, guides you along the way through studying and preaching and reading, your, reading his word? How many of you believe that? Check. What about this? He's a champion and chief that is the mightiest and strongest that you'll ever have, have a need for. How I many believe that? What about this one? He's the eternal God that gives us the power of eternal life. It's interesting that this one is the fourth one listed, but it's the most important one to me. Because it's the one that's going to carry me into heaven. And how many of you are thankful for that? All right, our checklist is done. Brother Birch, you don't have to buy anything more. Mrs. Birch doesn't need to go out anymore. Did you buy any more after he said not to? Okay, all right. Anyway, so we've got to make sure we have a Christmas list, list for 2019, and it lists all four of these things. As a Christian, if all those things were checked off, 2019, it's going to be a very good Christmas. I can lay my head on my pillow, and I can understand that he's going to do miracles this next year. I can lay my head on my pillow and know he's going to consult me. What to say, what not to say, what to do, what not to do. I could tell you that he's going to be the mightiest person, that I, mightiest creature, creator that he's ever been in my life. And I can also tell you he's going to give me eternal life. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 says, Wonderful. It says, Counselor, it says, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Those are all five things. And you know what I love about these? Is the fifth one, too? Is that I can have peace in the midst of the storm. We've had two evangelists come, or two preachers come, and preach behind this pulpit. And they both preach the same message about Jesus in the, in the boat. Remember that? What was Jesus doing when everybody else was panicking? He was sleeping. Amen? And then they said, surely we'll die. Get up. And he gets up and what does he say? Peace be still and everything calms down. He sure is the Prince of Peace. We've got to make sure we understand who he is and how we have to honor him. So this year when you go on whatever you do on Wednesday, if you do something at your house or if you do something at somebody else's house, put Jesus in him in, in Christmas. Read the story of Jesus. He's got something great for you. He's not going to let you down. 
He's going to work the miracles he needs to do for his will. He's going to consult and tell you what you need to do. He's going to help you along the way. He's going to be the mightiest and the strongest um, creator you've ever seen. And he's going to give you eternal life. We've got something to be thankful for, don't we? What's Jesus mean to you? He's just not a little babe. Oh, it's precious to see the story. Because 33 years later, he's going to be hung on that. And he came to this earth to be hung on that so we can come from this earth and see him. That's what Christmas is all about.